Hey, you guys, you are going to love this conversation so much with Debbie Neal. I don't think that she has a negative bone in her body, but I also know that her positive attitude and her infectious spirit of belief has come with likely a lot of discipline and a lot of mental practice. She has an extensive resume from being the director of training for CVS Pharmacy to being extremely successful with her own global health and wellness business. One of my favorite quotes of hers is, passion is developing leaders. Passion is developing leaders. Debbie is somebody that I look up to personally very much. She has four amazing children, an adorable dog named Tito, who has his own Instagram page, and she also has her own podcast and lives in New Jersey. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. So Debbie, good morning. Welcome to the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm so proud of you. This is really amazing. This is something so remarkable to be doing at a young age. Really proud of you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. It's just a, it's a passion that God laid on my heart. And I, I'm so thankful that I, that I listened to it, but it's been, it's been a huge blessing and a great learning experience for me as well. I actually wanted to start off with sort of a fun question. I wanted to just know what a peak was for you within the past week, just something that was a highlight or something that brought a smile to your face. Oh my gosh. Even the things that don't bring a smile to my face are highlights. But one of the big highlights for me this week is I have four children. And so my oldest, her name is Brooke, and she's graduating from college just in a couple of weeks. So a highlight was like, mom, I just went to my last class. Now, of course, we know that we're students forever. Just to hear her pride and her enthusiasm and the accomplishments, because when, when I really think back of my years of an entrepreneur, when that began, I had a job before being an entrepreneur and I learned there and I developed skills. But once I became an entrepreneur, one of the number one things as my why and my drive was my children's education in this world that we're living in. So the fact that where she was six, you know, when I started um, my life as an entrepreneur. So that was a gigantic highlight for me. Not only does it represent her graduating, but just to see the woman, the leader, the person that she's become through her process. That is such wonderful news and early congratulations. Thank um, you. I know that I already introduced you just kind of in a quick nuts and bolts bio, but if you were to shake hands with us right now and just introduce yourself, what would you share? Well, I would tell you that I am an advocate for positivity. I, I love everything growth-related. I love things growth-related that are associated with change and pain as well. I'm not talking about like physical pain, but I think one of the pieces that so many people miss in life 
is the pain of growing to the next level is actually such a gift. So I embrace that and I love that. My purpose, my mission, my passion is to get in the hearts and the souls of people to bring out, because it's already in there ready, to bring out their God-given potential and to create an impact in this world. Like I believe we all have that inside of us, but it kind of goes dormant for a little bit, or people just don't know how to get that out. So I just feel like that's me living God's purpose through me to kind of bring out the, I don't want to say the beast in people, but like the good, amazing, powerful beast in people. I love that. And I'm a face of truth because the truth is actually the truth radiates quicker, vibrates quicker than anything else in the universe. And so when we all establish what ours is and why we're here and our purpose and what our beliefs are like, it just, we have the power to change the world. And I just, I think a lot of people just don't realize that we're living in a world today that more people are realizing that, but it's like, I just, I just love discovering it and I love sharing it and I love breathing it and training on it. That's amazing. And it's so, so needed and so necessary. The first real question that I have for you is I just did an episode on the balance between grit and grace. And it's something that it's a little bit hard for me to explain without coming across as sort of rude or dismissive, but I just think that there's so much emphasis placed on kind of this extreme idea of self-care all day, every day, do whatever you want. So much so that hard work and diligent effort are not necessarily seen as praiseworthy or popular. And so I know that you are very disciplined and I know that you're disciplined to both work hard and disciplined to know when to rest and be with, you know, your family, right? So what are your thoughts on striking that balance and just on the importance of consistent discipline? Well, discipline is a trait of all good leaders. You know, whatever you do in life, we all come to the table with different levels of discipline. And that's why we always say don't compare journeys with somebody else because you don't know the level of discipline they came to the table with. But we're kind of living in a world today, you know, social media has its pros and it has cons. And I think sometimes people are so focused on the highlight reel, the highlight reel and making things look beautiful, but the only way to create any beauty, and I'm not just talking about physical beauty, but like a beautiful life, a beautiful mindset. It's like, you need to be willing to get down and dirty and grit. Like, I don't know when working hard became unsexy or when we stopped sharing the whole truth. And if we change the story and realize working hard and having grit and leaning in, that's where you develop your stickability. Your That's not even a word, but like you become a lifer. That's where commitment is rooted. It's rooted in effort and time and passion. And I mean, I'm all about enjoying the moment but I don't have the ability to enjoy the moment unless my actions are in alignment with my goals. So I think a lot of people try to be like, but I want to be present. You can be present if you do what you say you're going to do, right? If you live in your word and you honor your word, it doesn't take a lot of time to put in the effort. But what people spend so much time is, is thinking about it, worrying about it, feeling about it. And then be like, I deserve to have a little bit of time off, but they didn't really put 
in the time. Like grit is everything. Effort is everything. Even if they put in effort, it's like for a spur. Oh my gosh, like I did this for two weeks. And I didn't see results, right? It's the same thing with health. How many people like I am going to be healthy and then they have a salad and then they get on the scale the next day and they're like, forget it. Like I actually didn't lose anything. I'm going to eat whatever I want tonight because they're just, they're not committed to success is a lifestyle. Growing to the top of anything, it's a lifestyle. It's doing something every day to move the needle forward. Once you're consistent, you'll never have to do it constantly. And you're able to have the grace and the time and enjoy. But I like to do that when I feel worthy. I need to earn my own time of worthiness and grace because I don't even enjoy that time if I know that the time that I said I was going to do something I didn't. So then I'm sitting there feeling completely out of alignment. And that's where unworthiness comes from because we're not doing what we said we would do, if that makes sense. No, I, I think that that's really good. And I think that that's such a good differentiation to make too with unworthiness is kind of another buzzword. Like uh, you always see on social media, you are worthy, you are worthy. But I think that if you look at it from that lens, then it shapes your frame of reference to be focused on the journey and not on a destination, to be focused on the hard work behind the highlight reels. And I think that that's so critical. Kind of along the same lines of discipline is, I think, mindset, which I know is something that you're also very well versed in. So I was wondering if you could also share just what mindset is to you and what makes it so critical, especially in a journey of leadership and of personal development. First of all, mindset is everything. Okay. So when I think of mindset, I think of how am I setting my mind? How am I programming my mind? And so the only thing in life we have 100% control over is our mind and our thoughts and our thinking. And yet we allow so many outside factors, so many people, you know, it's like having people live in your head rent free, right? And decide things. So you're having a positive mindset is like, you can't wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to shower. I feel so amazing. I feel clean. I think I'm good for the next year, right? In a matter of hours, if you exercise or at minimum the next day, chances are it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm dirty again and not dirty, but you know, like in need of, it's the same thing with mindset. Average people, and I, I emphasize the word average because none of us were put on this earth to be average. Like we were born extraordinary. We were born limitless. We were born a complete blank slate, but average people think, oh my gosh, I read a good book or I read a good quote or I'm happy today and my mindset is great. But if it's not built every single day, it can't carry us through when we need it the most. It's almost like an insurance policy on our life. You don't really know what your mindset is till you're forced to come face to face with a failure or an objection or a setback or I don't even know. And how we view it becomes our reality, right? You can view something as this is terrible or this is unfortunate or woe is me, or you can view it and be like, okay, like I'm up for the challenge. What am I supposed to grow? What am I supposed to learn? What was I supposed to see in this? What was I supposed to get in this? Like what we think about is our mindset. Our thoughts become our beliefs and our beliefs create our actions. So that's where unworthiness comes from a lot of times. So if, if I'm saying to myself, you're amazing, you could do this, you're a leader, you're all the different things, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm an influencer. And I don't mean the type of influencer, it's like order my shorts, okay? I'm talking about the kind of an influencer that 
moves people for good, like you have a positive impact and influence, that mindset is creating the belief. And when you believe it, your body shows up a different way. If we think we can't do this, we're not good enough. Look at him, look at her. They're so much better. They know more people. They're better looking. Whatever the case is, then that mindset becomes our belief and we show up that way. And when we show up that way, that's our energy. People treat us that way. They look at us that way because that's the energy that we're giving. And a positive mindset, it's the way to lead. It's the way to parent. It's the way to live. It's the way to talk to yourself because who's the number one person you're talking to every day? You, right? Okay. You, so you could either talk to yourself or into yourself, but the words you speak have the ability as a leader to have a positive impact on everybody else. So the mindset is everything. It's everything. Hey, you guys, I'm just going to quickly hit the pause button on this to just say thank you to everybody who has left a star rating and a comment review for the podcast. It truly makes such a significant impact on expanding our ability to reach more young women and encourage them in their confidence, their leadership, their personal journeys. So it truly means the world to me. Each and every review, I love it and I'm so thankful. And if you haven't gotten the chance to do that yet, this is just your friendly reminder that it is something that I would be so grateful from the very bottom of my heart that is not an understatement and let's keep going i think too i i like how you just kind of framed it as something that you sort of have to work on every day and your podcast episode for this week you briefly mentioned and you said you were going to go into more detail but you briefly mentioned you know your morning routine setting yourself up i think to have a great mindset for the rest of the day right yeah i think i said i was going to do another um most people get up and they're like thrown into their day, right? They wake up, they're grabbing their coffee, they're grabbing their food, they're rushing, they're in traffic, they're, you know, if they're a parent, they're dealing with kids. And, and we have two options. We could own our day or our day can own us. The difference is how we begin. And so for me, I wake up an hour minimum before my children, because in order for me to give them what they deserve, I need to fill myself up first. Like we hear, I remember before I was a mom, I used to hear all the time, you know, like when your oxygen mask falls down, on, if it were to fall down on a plane, put it over your face before your child. And I was like, why wouldn't I put it over my child's first? I can't give and love and pour into if I am not, you know, have the oxygen over my face first. So when you get up in the morning and you meditate, and then you get up in the morning and you read, and you get up in the morning and you stand in front of a mirror, with affirmations, because saying affirmations out loud is very different than writing them. So you have a few different types of people, ones that don't do them at all, okay? Ones that do them occasionally, okay? Ones that write them down, and the ones that stand in front of a mirror and read them. And so the difference with the ones that do it, the extreme, the I am becomes a feeling, right? So when we feel it, that's when we attract it. Do you believe the words coming out of your mouth? I, I can remember affirmations thinking back, especially at the beginning of my journey, words would come out and I'm like, mm, I don't even believe that. I, I feel out of integrity, but then I just kept saying it and saying it and saying it. So I'm like, I believe this. And then I started showing up in the world that way. So the affirmations are so important. Gratitude is so important. Like, what are you grateful for? To begin a day with gratitude 
is everything. Like what we, we have so much around to be grateful for. And when we start off our day that way, other things show up that we're grateful for and then exercise. So for me, I don't do my daily exercise before my kids get up, but I have a rebounder and I jump on it for 15 minutes. I read all about it when a friend of mine told me about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, the health benefits are amazing. Like what it does to stress or if anybody's feeling anxiety or even calories that you were all of these, I'm like, it's so good. And so when I start my day off that way, I feel amazing. The difference is like when my kids come down, like when they were going to school, um, it'd be like, what do you want for breakfast? How was your morning? Good morning. And when we're thrown into our days, like you want an egg sandwich? Like uh, we only have seven minutes. We only have six minutes. Like it's how we begin the day. And then we're setting the tone of our energy, but then we're transmitting that energy onto everybody that we encounter throughout the day. Absolutely. I think my favorite thing from what you just said, though, is I have actually never stopped and paused to consider the difference between writing down affirmations and saying them out loud. I'm a writer downer, but I can completely understand that the next level that you get from saying it out loud, because then that does become a feeling. And there's so much research on how the goals that we stick to are tied to a feeling, not just a number that we see or something that we want, but a feeling that's so, so deep inside of us. So that's something that I'm going to start doing, saying it out loud instead of writing it down. I, I have them written down and then there, it, copies are made. There's a copy in my bathroom. There's a copy that I use as a bookmark. There's a copy in my office. And so whenever I have spare time, I just say them out loud. When I'm in my office, I say them out loud in front of my vision board. So I'm looking at it and saying it. By my bathroom, I have a, a gigantic mirror. I stand in front of them. When I'm on my rebounder, I jump and I scream them out loud. So my son, who, well, both of my twins do school at home, but he's always like closer to me. She's somewhere else. And he's like, mom, people like hear you. I'm like, I am powerful. I am successful. He's like, you sound like a lunatic. I'm like, I am a lunatic. So it's all good. And so if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else, but I yell them and then they have so much feeling. That is hilarious. It's obviously making a, an impact. I guess my, my next question was actually going to be sort of along this lines as well. It was, I was going to ask you for some tangible steps that we could take to strengthen our mindset and where practice fits into this. But I, I feel like you just answered it, but do you have anything to add? Be really mindful of who you spend your time with. Remember, when words come out of people's mouth, they're creating your blueprint. They're creating or have the power to influence your mindset. So your mindset is about what we do. So it's, it's all about the gratitude and the personal growth and the reading and the journaling, like all of that is growing it. Then it's about taking action on that because if we're actually not taking action, what's building in the back of our mind? You're not capable. You're unworthy right? Unworthiness comes from lack of action. Because once we take steps forward, even if we don't get our desired results, we feel so proud. We're moving forward. So that grows your mindset. And then also who you spend your time with. And you can't be reading all these books and doing this. And then you're hanging out with people that are like, I have this job and I'm complaining about it. And the people I work with are miserable. And this is what's happening on the news. And this is this... It's like saying, you know what, I'm going to eat really healthy for three days and then I'm going to basically eat chocolate and cheeseburgers for the next 40. It's just going to, it's going to be counterproductive, right? You're never going to get ahead if you keep doing this and then going back. Sometimes you have to be willing to shed some people in your life 
to grow and expand your mindset because we become like the five people we hang around with the most. So when you're, when you're manifesting, when you're journaling, one of the things that I'm so grateful that I am surrounded by positive leaders and friends full of faith and love and positivity. That's an expectation of mine. And I say, and, and kindly move people in and out of my life. Like, thank you God for moving people in and out effortlessly and painlessly. What's not meant for me, please leave. What is meant for me, please come. But kind of putting that out in the universe is really important too, because there's a lot of stuff going on in today's world that if we spend time watching it and listening to it and commenting on it, I mean, like if I see somebody putting like really negative things, I will, I will get rid of them on social media because that is something that I don't want to see go through my newsfeed. Absolutely. Then too, with, with how you become the, some of the five people you hang around, that's one of my favorite things to keep in mind. Cause I believe it wholeheartedly. And I tend to kind of think that I am one of those five people, or maybe it's six people, five plus me. What I mean by that is I, I think that self-talk is if it's negative, I can become a disease that just spreads everywhere. Like you're saying, it affects other people. Um, it affects the things you do. And why do you think that self-talk is so important as a leader? So I, I think we've been talking about that it's so important for personal development, for personal fulfillment, but why do you think that self-talk is so important as a leader? And what would you, what advice would you give to somebody who comes to you and says, Hey, I really want to improve the way I talk to myself. What do I do? Well, I am, first of all, when we say I am, it's basically like putting out in the universe that we're like, that in my mind, that's God talking to us. Like I am, I am that I am. You are, and you become what you think you are. And it's impossible to lead without loving who you are, right? And that's where the journey comes from. Like love is the most powerful force in the universe. And so leadership is a gift. And I believe we all have it in us to some degree, but in order to truly lead, we need to be coming from a place of love, belief, and vision. So how you speak to yourself, and that's where the affirmations come from, like it's over and over and over. And then it's more than that. It's actually walking that walk. So like if one of the things I am healthy, okay, we can put those words out there, but now we need to take actions every single day. Cause I want to follow somebody that's living a healthy lifestyle. Okay. And a healthy lifestyle doesn't mean, oh my gosh, they're a supermodel, but I mean a healthy lifestyle, right? Because when we exercise, when we drink plenty of water, when we meditate, when we put the right foods in our body, right? When we're in an alkaline state, we're, we're coming from a much different place. Our energy is different. The way we speak is different. The way we feel about ourselves is different, right? Leaders breed a level of confidence. And this comes from taking actions to be healthy. If one of the affirmations, I am successful, okay, well, leadership is living in your word. So when I first used words like that, I didn't necessarily have the evidence to back that up but I was willing to put in the effort and the time for as long as it took, no matter who came, no matter who left, no matter who quit. No, there wasn't a time where it was okay to sit in my pity. And trust me, I'm not anything special, but I did realize the secret to long-term, most people just like to complain. That's not leadership. Like leadership to me is the light. 
Like you always see the light. You are the light. You can find the silver lining in everything. You have the ability to move people from a negative place to an amazing place. And the only way to do that, it has to come authentically. Watch people that truly want to be leaders, but the way they're speaking to people, their energy is low. They haven't put in the time and the effort and built the results. They can't lead. You can't lead anybody anywhere if you haven't been there first. So I think some people, especially in today's world, they want to put the cart before the horse. You know, like, I want to be this type of a speaker and I want to be a leader. Like, of what? People like, I want to be an influencer. Of what? What have you built? What have you done? What have you invested your heart and your soul in that people want to follow? Life is not about the glory. It's about having the guts to do the things that would make others learn from you, be inspired by you and want to follow you, if that makes sense. Could you go back just for a second to the connection between confidence and leading yourself through a healthy lifestyle, like being, you know, not fit in terms of looking a certain way, but just taking care of your body in in the way that it deserves and how that connects to confidence and showing up as the best leader that you can be. Okay. So there's so many different ways to look at health and I'm not talking about like the supermodel. Okay. You could look at health and you could look at business. Okay. Both things require discipline, right? But then there's so many people, I might get off a little bit of of off the beaten path here. People have goals in in life and business. And sometimes it's like, oh my God, it's like, I feel like the goal is so far off. So I'm not even going to attempt, right? And that's where we come the unworthiness and 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 all the different things. The same thing with health and business. It's doing something every day to move the needle forward right? It's realizing that we're in this for the long haul. We're in this for the marathon. We're not in this for the sprint. It's doing things every day that are easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. Okay. It's easy to drink a certain amount of water a day. It might take a little more discipline, right? I mean, there's some days I'm like, oh my gosh, it's two o'clock and I haven't even drank anything yet. And then I make a conscious effort to get it all down. But if we're like, okay, I'm going to walk around with a glass and I'm going to make sure that every hour I drink this, it's easy to do. It's also really easy not to do because you're so busy in your day. It is easy to think in advance. I want to eat clean foods, not processed foods, but it's also really easy to be like, I haven't even planned or thought what I'm going to eat. So let me just eat this because it's so much easier to make some buttered noodles. Okay. It's easier to be unhealthy but then it's so uncomfortable. It takes a little bit more thought and a little bit more time and a little bit more effort to make healthy choices. And it's the same thing for for business. Whatever business that people do, it's easy every day to say, you know what, I'm an entrepreneur, whatever you're building, because I'm all about entrepreneurship, okay? And I'm going to invest one hour, two hours, three hours. You know, I always tell people, don't compare your journey to mine because it was not 30 minutes a day. It was not. I have 24 hours a day in a day. And if I was awake, I was building. I was building with my kids alongside of me. I was building because I didn't want to do what somebody said, this is what you should do. I wanted to do what I could do, what was possible. Like that's who I am as a human being. So if you're looking to build and become an entrepreneur, you need to schedule that in. Is it nine to 10? Is it 10 to 11? Is it one to three? That's easy to do, but it's also easy to be like, oh my gosh, it's four o'clock. I haven't done anything yet. And so to be healthy, you need to 
treat your health as a priority. And in order to be successful, you need to treat your success as a priority. And if something is booked in or planned in or whatever, you do it. Like, and having that mindset that if I say I'm going to do it, I do it. Because those little things, that's how you end up becoming disciplined in the bigger things. So I don't even know if that was actually your question. What was your actual question? No, actually, I think that you hit the nail on the head. I didn't ask that expecting an answer, but I got what in my mind is the perfect answer. My my mission written down in concrete is to inspire confidence through leadership and wellness. And a lot of the times the way I, I think about it, you know, yes, of course, I want to be healthy to have, you know, to, to look a certain way, feel a certain way, show up a certain way. But I also view it as a way to practice those habits, these habits that we keep on talking about. So like this morning, I was running intervals. That was my workout. And I compete with myself. I look at the clock and I'm like, okay, go faster, do your best every single time. And I try not to look at it as like, well, I should go easy on this, you know, interval because I've got 10 more, you know, because if that's the approach that I take in a workout, then that's the approach that I'm going to take to everything that I do the rest of my day. I like to view it also as just a way to work on that mentality and that discipline. And I think that it overflows a lot into the rest of our lives. So I think you answered it perfectly. Um, I am what you just said, because here's one of the, the sentences that I love the most, how you do anything is how you do everything. So you're gonna find very few successful people that aren't, like if they're disciplined in this, they're disciplined in most things. When they're taking the easy way out because nobody's watching, you could have easily taken the easy way out on the intervals because nobody was watching, but that's that same person that will be like, you know what? I'm just going to eat this. It's not a big deal. Nobody's watching. Or I'm going to order a salad for lunch and then I'm going to go home and eat a cheeseburger. Which is, look, I'm the type of person, I love balance. I love cheeseburgers, okay? Mm. And so, but what I eat, th- that's what you see. Like if I feel like a cheeseburger, I'm ordering a cheeseburger. If I feel like fries, I'm ordering fries. Like I, I'm all about balance. I'm that. I'm balanced with life. I'm balanced with business. I'm balanced with, with what I put in my body and being healthy. But the way to create balance is to do your very best as if everyone was watching you because the most important person in the world is, and that's you, you're watching. And that's the most important thing. And that's the thing people miss with being an entrepreneur. You know, the greatest thing about being an entrepreneur is that you don't have a boss, but the worst thing about being an entrepreneur is that you don't have a boss. Most people don't persevere because they're not disciplined enough to do what it takes to build a life that they want. So they think that working for somebody else is easier. And the only reason it is, is because they're forced to be held accountable. And what they're saying is, I don't have the discipline to hold myself accountable. So I'm gonna give that responsibility to somebody else. And in turn, I'll work the hours that they tell me. That's such a valuable lesson is to remember that you're watching you. If you were in charge of hiring, and you were the person, this is one of the things I do every day is when I evaluate what I did for my personal business that day. And I was watching me, would I hire me or would I fire me? If I gave an employee of mine a task and that's what they produced. And I'm not gonna lie, there's some days I'd fire myself 
it's identifying it, but hmm, yeah. So like you would have been fired yesterday. And so why don't you double up tomorrow type of a thing? That's really good. Um, this is a question that I actually had a really hard time sort of formulating in my brain to word to you in a way that makes sense. But I think that it's so important to be authentic, right? And like have a character that's consistent. You are the same person through and through. But I think it's also really valuable to learn how to communicate differently with different types of people because we all receive messages in a certain way. So I wanted to ask you, how do you maintain authenticity and stay true to yourself, true to who you are, while still adapting to the personality types of the people that you're developing as leaders? Or, you know, if you don't, then, then you don't. Well, it's a really good question. And it's part of a great journey of leadership. So if you look at my podcast, for example, because I don't necessarily know all of the specific people, but probably the people that are listening to my podcast are resonating with that. I mean, that's my authentic, true, the way I speak, the way I talk, the way I, because I'm able to do that, right? Because again, it's, you're not, not everybody that people who listen to your podcast, people that identify with you and who you truly are, right? So that's a different level of leadership than when I'm coaching specific people, right? So I just want to make sure. So when I'm coaching people, they're still getting the real authentic version of me. But what I'm, what I want to do is kind of get to where they are in their levels of goals and commitment and conversation. They're still getting the 100% me, but my, my effort might be different. My responses might be different because their level of commitment, like I'm coaching them to where they want to go. I'm always reminding them of their potential. I'm that voice. I'm always going to stretch them. I'm always going to push them, but I'm never going to coach harder than they're working. I'm never going to coach harder than their effort. Does that make sense? What are people's love languages, right? What gets them to move and kind of get into their heart and soul that way? So I do believe in identifying with specific people, but I'm also a very big believer in remaining very true to who I am. Because here's the great thing about leadership. They're going to get what they get from me and they're going to get different things from other people. And as a leader, one of the main things you want to remember is you can never be everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. You can't be. And if we try to be, we're going to keep organizations small because they grow so much from listening to other leaders. I mean, look, I've heard a lot of times, maybe, maybe at the beginning of my journey, you might be a little bit too much for people. Like, can you do this? Absolutely not. I'm not speaking to them. Right. I will never lower my vision my bar, my expectations, my energy, I will never change that to bring it down to somebody else's frequency. They can find somebody else for that. So if that was your question, absolutely positively, no. Leadership can be a lonely place. Let's not confuse leadership with friendship because you could be friends and leave, but I'm, I will never lower my energy to somebody else's lower vibration. My job is to bring you up. My mission, I shouldn't say my job. I don't have a job. My mission is to bring you up. But if you want to hang out there, no problem. I love you just the same. I just don't want to, I don't want to hang down there with you. 
Uh, and I think that it's just such an important differentiation to make that you can stay consistent, you can stay who you are, you cannot lower your expectations or your bar of excellence while still knowing that you can change the way you're communicating so that it resonates with them. So that's how you approach coaching. Um, but I wanted to ask you also just how you approach uh, being a mother. I know that your family is very important to you. You have four kids and I I just love seeing the trajectory that they have. Of course, I just see it on social media, but there's such an air of the sky's the limit with the way that you talk about them, but also the way you talk about how you talk with them. And I love that. So I'm just wondering if you could give us a little bit of insight into what it means to lead as a mother. I was able to become, I mean, I'm certainly not saying I'm the best mom. Okay. We all have years to grow, but when I began my journey of personal growth and discovery and mindset and belief and vision and falling in the valleys and getting up out of the valleys and persevering and learning and growing and expanding and setting goals and achieving them and then setting the next ones or setting goals and missing them. Life is a do as I do business. Your family is watching. They're watching. You know, so many people start a business and they were like, but my kids, I love my kids. I love my kids. I loved my kids enough to be honest with them. Okay. Honest. And so they've watched a mom commit to something for them. And so I was able to have big conversations with them when they were small. They saw what commitment was. They saw what passion was. They saw what leadership was. And when we become our best on our journey, what are we able to do? We're able to have the big conversations. We're able to say, you can do anything. You're able to say, talk to me about this. Let's expand this. What are you thinking? Why are you thinking this? Why would this be easier? You're able to have big conversations because you're actually living and embodying this, right? So the personal growth journey has helped me. And then I I watch my kids. I'd like to think I would have been a good mom before, but my patience, my love, my gratitude, my, they're going to believe they can be in life what I fill their head with. I mean, they get a lot of outside sources, but sometimes these outside sources are, you know what I'm saying? Even some of the stuff they're learning about in school today, I'm like, oh Jesus, that's not you. You are not that. We're going to do it. But like, when we breathe life into ourselves, we're able to breathe life in other people. And I want my children to know they can do anything. They can be the best. Like they can go to the next level. Okay, this is great. This is amazing. What's next? What's next? Their journey is their journey. And I can now learn to know that like the best thing I could do is do my very best and then pray to God that they've got the belief and the wisdom and the knowledge and the passion and the mindset to go out now and make the right choices and influence people. I mean, because then you start, when, when you do work on yourself, you're able to ask questions. Well, how do you think that impacts others? Or, you know, what do you think this could do to make a difference in the life of, of somebody else? And I love how they come to me, you know, mom, like this person says this, or this person says that, or, or even if they say, well, this person's this, well, let's talk about it. Why would you say that? And like, what could you, what could you do to change that? How could we help that? But they're so insecure. Well, how can we help them turn that around? Let's look a little bit deeper. Where do we think this is coming from? Where do we think that blueprint is? How can we, so it's, you're able to have these conversations because you live these 
things, right? Because my children, they're my greatest joy. They're my greatest title. They're my greatest success story. They're the reason why I do what I do. And they're the reason why I want to continue to do it at a higher level. I love that we're recording this around the time of Mother's Day. So that's very appropriate. I owe so much to watching my mom do the same thing. I mean, I have brought, <laughs> I've brought people to tears talking about it from, from the daughter's perspective of how powerful it was to, from a young age, know that my mom is working on herself and working so hard because, because it's for me. It had nothing but an amazing ripple effect. So parents have a huge responsibility, huge job. Um, my last question, kind of just a, a really quick fun one is your all-time favorite book. Well, the, my all-time favorite, um, and they kind of go hand in hand, they're the same author, is The Secret and the Power by Rhonda Byrne. So you probably knew that was going to come out of my mouth. I read that book and actually the book came out in 2006. I read the book in 2006 and my journey as an entrepreneur began in 2006. I, I discovered the secret. You can't create anything in life without effort, without faith, without grit. I mean, I am the captain of the fan club to work your butt off. Anything that comes easy won't last. And so one of the things that it talks about in the book is this thing called inspired action. And so when you love what you're creating, when you're in love with, first of all, we've heard the quote, when you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life, okay? So when you have a why that moves you, when you have a goal that inspires you, when you have a vision that wakes you up at night or it wakes you up in the morning and keeps you up at night, and then you take action every single day because you're so knowing that you're gonna create that, even though it's hard work, it feels effortless because you're so in the flow, you're in the vibe, you're in the energy, and so when I read those books, which I've honestly read hundreds of times, is always, in fact, even when I was getting ready today, when I was blow drying my hair, the audio is just playing. It's just on. When I shower, I'm listening to it because it's creating the blueprint. It's like, it's the laws in which I operate. And those two books changed my life forever, forever. That's really great. I will... Uh, link to both of those in the show notes. I'm also going to link, of course, to your podcast. You guys, I, I cannot recommend it more. If you need a positive influence in your life to listen to in the morning, once a week, every Monday, it's fantastic. I'm going to, I'm going to link to it so you can go and listen. And Debbie, I just wanted to ask you, you know, do you have one last bit of advice that you'd like to leave with all of us? Well, first I have to say you are, you're really remarkable really, really remarkable. And I think this is amazing. And you, I also want to thank you for your patience with me. And there's no doubt that you're going to be incredibly successful. And so if anybody got anything from this episode, which I pray you did, I, I want you to know that it was like a year in the making, a year in the follow-ups. And so I had some things going on in my life and just knowing I was going to come on your show, but you, you really persisted and you were professional and you were kind and you were full of gratitude and that, and it's your wise beyond your years. And so I really, really wanna give you the proper kudos for that. And so to your question, if there's one piece of advice, I, I would just say that believe that anything is possible. That belief with a vision, believe with passion and know that you are worthy of every single thing 
that you desire in your life and the power of your success, the power of your life, the power of your potential is already inside of you and just waiting for you to just step into your light and shine for the world to see. Thank you. On that note, you guys, thank you for listening. Like I said, go look at the show notes for everything and um, keep growing, keep going and keep becoming the best you can be. Thank you so much, Debbie. My pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be. 